You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hi, girlies. Happy Friday. We're back again. It's Mads. And we're back again on another Friday. Coming to you from Los Angeles. Um, we're delirious, as is very evident from this first 10 seconds, 25 seconds of this episode. How are you guys? I missed you. Um, it was my birthday, NBD. Um, let me do a little recap for you. <laughs> sure. We have so much to talk about. It, this is kind of going to go all over the place. I want to do a little Speak Now TV. I want to do a birthday recap, things that I've kind of been obsessed with lately. Let's get into it. All right. So last we spoke, it was Speak Now TV release day. And um, it was also my birthday and we had a great time dressed up very cute and pastel like and my mom decorated the whole house in speak now theme. It was so cute. I'm usually allergic to color, but it was all like light purple themed and it looked darling. It just looked absolutely stunning. And all my friends came over. We did a little pregame. And then we headed to the Vermont, which is this, like, club, I guess, place in L.A. But they were having the Taylor Swift night. And I got a wee bit drunk, I would say. I didn't black out, which I'm very proud of myself. There were some moments where I'm like, 
did we hear that song? I don't remember completely, but you know what? It was so fun. We danced the night away. I think we left at like one in the morning after the all too well 10 minute version, me screaming. I didn't get any content. I didn't take one video. I didn't take one photo. So unlike me. But also that meant that I was in the zone. I was in, I was being mindful of the present. Okay. So that was such a fun night and just made me even more uh, desirable to go to the show. I mean, I've always wanted to go to the show, but like just me screaming with a bunch of other Taylor Swift fans. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is where I belong. You know, um, I wanted to talk about Taylor Lautner. So everyone saw the flip. And also if you, if you're looking for more speak now TV content, I would highly recommend every single album on the ringer. They do um, a Taylor right now. They're doing like the summer of Taylor Swift and they have all these episodes, but they have episodes breaking down every single album, Taylor Swift, but then they also do reviews of all the re-releases. It is fantastic. Like they get into the nitty gritty. If you wanted to dissect a Taylor Swift album, like an archaeologist, like a fucking, yeah, like digging deep, go there. Okay. They, that will satiate, you know, your need for Taylor Swift content. So I can't express, you know, you just go, go listen to it. Now, let's talk about Taylor Lautner. It's funny because, obviously, we know Tay Lautner. She was on OK Sis podcast. Um, I'm going to her gala next week. And I was DMing her being like, what? What is going on? Like, I can't believe, like, I don't know. It, you know, your husband is on stage at the Eras tour. You're hanging out with Taylor Swift. Like, this is insane. So she's the sweetest. But I just was loving all the content. She was really leaning into it, which I think that's, like, that's the way to go, right? You just got to lean into it. And there was this one TikTok of someone put a photo of her when she was little uh, in a Twilight sweatshirt and then the photo of her and Taylor Swift when she was really little meeting her and then obviously her marrying Taylor Lautner and then her with Taylor Swift now and they were like what what are these girls what is what wait what are these girls manifestation powers like this girl is like the biggest manifester of all time and it's true like she's my expander she just, you know, she sees something, she goes after it and she's a manifester. And I would, I want that energy. She, she is the type of manifestation energy that I'm looking for in these, in these days. So that was fun. I mean, I watched every single video on TikTok, every angle of Taylor Lautner coming out and like, what did she ever bring Joe Jonas out? Like, what? I don't know. Now I'm kind of expecting every ex to kind of, I mean, obviously not like John Mayer and people that wronged her. I guess Joe Jonas kind of wronged her. But um, people are saying that if she does a style featuring Harry Styles for 18, 1989 release, um, that would break the internet. I mean, that would, that would break the world. Like, the world would never recover or be the same. When I heard that theory, I was like, honestly, it would be so good for them from a PR perspective. I don't even understand why they wouldn't do it. Like maybe she just wouldn't want like the attention away from her. I don't know. But if she did that, 
I would, I just, just thinking about it brings the biggest smile to my face. Like I, she just has to do that. Right. Like that would be insane. Okay. So, um, that's my hope and dream and prayer to 1989 TV is for style featuring Harry Styles. Anyways. So then Saturday rolls around. I'm wickedly hungover, wickedly hungover. I literally slept until 1 or 2 p.m. I could not get out of bed. I was, guys, this is, this is 29. This is 29. Like, the hangovers last about two to three days. So, you know, it was very well worth it. But then um, in the nighttime, Ben June and I went to go see the new Wes Anderson movie. You could skip it. You could skip it. Look, like, it's very Wes Anderson. Halfway through, Ben was like, are you enjoying this movie? I was I was like, I mean, no, but it's Wes Anderson. Like, you just got to go into it knowing that you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. And you're not going to understand anything, but it's, like, pretty. You know what I mean? Like, the cinematography is great. The acting is fucking weird. It's pretty. And the people are pretty. And that's just, that's the way a Wes Anderson movie goes, okay? You're not going to, like, be in love with it. So we were watching it and and Ben was Ben did not enjoy it but you you can skip it if you were I really want to see no hard feelings. I've heard amazing things. It looked so dumb, but I have I keep hearing amazing amazing things. So I definitely need to go uh, go see that. I just love going to the movies. I don't know if you know this about me. If I could sit in a movie, I could sit in a movie theater all day and just watch movie after movie after movie. I don't care what movie it is. If we're going to the theater, I'm there. I just, I'm into it. I'm so excited for Barbie. That's going to be epic. I still like don't really understand what the movie is. I saw a more extended preview. So I'm getting a better sense. Like she comes into the real world, like Ella Enchanted. Is that what it was? Ella Enchanted? No. Uh, The Amy Adams one. Oh no. Hold on. Amy, isn't it? Ella Enchanted is the one with, um, Wait, Enchanted? Oh, is it just Enchanted? Oh, it's just Enchanted. Sorry. Okay. I was enchanted to meet you. Ella Enchanted is that movie with um, Anne Hathaway where she can tell what people are thinking. Okay, whatever. I don't. Actually, I need to rewatch that movie because that sounds great. Ooh, talk about movies. Sorry, my brain is going everywhere. Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 Oscar snubbed Pride and Prejudice featuring Kira Knightley and Tom from Succession is now on Netflix. If you have never watched this movie, stop everything you're doing and go watch this movie. I used to watch Pride and Prejudice while I was studying for my finals in high school. And it was it was like the only moment that I did I wasn't studying and I would treat myself to watching this cinema cinema and the craziest part is that tom from succession is mr darcy and he is so hot he is like the hottest man alive and so then when i started watching succession i was bewildered i was just like this cannot be this cannot be the same man like how also he's the best actor that ever existed because he could be mr darcy and he could be tom like the the man knows multitudes. The man can act, all right? Give the man 
and Emmy. Also, like, can you believe Tom won succession? Spoiler alert. Like, what happened? Anyways, so go watch Pride and Prejudice. That's your homework for the weekend or the week. And you're going to have such a grand old time. I used to listen to the soundtrack while I was working and while I was studying. You'll understand why. And you're going to start to listen to the soundtrack now. It's the most soothing, beautiful soundtrack. Talking about soundtracks, I have been listening to Bossa Nova Spotify playlists lately. I don't know what's gone over me, but... I love listening to Bossa Nova as I work. I used to listen to lo-fi beats as I worked, but Bossa Nova is now the new contender for genres and music while we're while working. I can't have any words while I'm working and it's just more upbeat because if I have more like jazz or slower music, then I'll fall asleep. So just some recommendations for you. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. 
Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring-summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, now, okay, wait, sorry, where were we? Oh, we saw the Wes Anderson movie. Okay, and then Sunday was my actual birthday. And we had a great, fabulous day. First, we, I read in bed, which is my favorite thing to do on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And then we drove to Malibu. We first went to Country Kitchen, which is this unbelievable bur- breakfast burrito spot in Malibu. Um, yes, I have been to Lily's and I love Lily's, but I had never been to Country Kitchen. And it lived up to the hype. People said it's like one of the best breakfast burritos in the city. And I would agree. Then we schlepped all our way up to Lacusa or Lachusa, whatever you want to call it. This is a beach. That's my favorite beach in Malibu. It's very far, deep into Malibu, and it, I mean, it used to be secluded, but now there was a ton of people there, I think, because it was, like, the first nice weekend that we've had in a while, and uh, we sat there, and we read in, in the Coleman chair and just had a delightful time, and then we went back to Santa Monica for dinner. We ate at Bar Monette, which is this tapas, you know, wine bar in Santa Monica that I've been hearing rave reviews about and finally got to taste it for myself and it was delicious. We had some pizza, some orange wine, and then we went to the Georgian, which is this newly renovated hotel on Ocean Avenue. I usually would not go to Ocean Avenue because it's like, or like eat on Ocean Avenue because some of the restaurants are a bit touristy, but this hotel was so beautiful and also Harrison Ford was there, which was (laughs) crazy. And so we had a drink there and then we went home and watched a movie or watched some TV. I think we're watching platonic. You know what? No complaints. Like literally best day, best day ever. Sorry. That was like a hiccup. I don't know what that was. Okay. And then this week I've just been uh, working away. I think I mentioned this last week, but I just, uh, the days feel when I have two it's weird when I don't have a when I don't have busy enough days I get anxious because I'm like oh I should be filling it with my like I should be filling my entire day or else I'm not productive so I get anxious when I don't have busy days and then when I have busy days I feel also anxious so tell me when I'm supposed to not feel anxious okay by that math by deductive reasoning I'm anxious all the time so the past couple days because I'm going to um my you know my BFF Brett's um BFF Brett's bachelorette party is happening right as you're listening to this in Mexico City and I've been just like working so that I don't have to obviously work when we're in Mexico City so I've been just like making sure that everything is set up and so I don't know I just had so many errands had so many things to do I just feel like I couldn't get a grasp uh, on time it just you know I was I don't know I just get 
I, I feel like maybe you guys could relate to this. It's just if you're not busy enough, then you feel anxious because you're like, oh, I probably should be doing more. There's always more I could be doing. I, I should be doing more. And then when you're too busy, you're like, fuck, I don't have any time to do anything there. I need to have a balance. And I also just need to not give a shit what other like who is they? I've said this before. Who the fuck who is going to find me out that I'm not busy one day and then I do like or I stop working at six like who is they that is gonna scold me or whatever like I'm just done with this weird perception that someone is watching me and judging me all the time because no one gives a shit and this is also for you too like it's liberating to know that no one actually gives a shit about your day you know what I mean (laughs) like it's kind of nice. It's like, oh, great. Okay. So I can just kind of do whatever I want and you probably wouldn't care about it. You know what I mean? Okay. So that was my week. Um, what I'm working on guys, it's the same fucking thing. All right. I think it's a season of my life where I'm working on money and I'm working on sexuality. So with money in particular, I have been um, reading this unbelievable book. Um, I know that I told you guys about You Are a Badass, but this is the follow-up. If you loved You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, you will love this book. Book. It's called Money, A Love Story by Kate Northrup. And she has this, you know, passage, I guess. And it was really illuminating to me. And she started, she starts to say, um, here, hold on. Let me try to see if I can find it. Okay, here we go. I no longer see I no longer see living within my means as limiting and deprived. I see it as loving myself. I no, I now love myself by living abundantly and joyfully within my means. So this was really illuminating for me because oftentimes when I think about money or budgeting or expenses, I'm like, oh, this feels restrictive. I feel limited. I feel lack. Like that's why I don't tend you know that's why we all like avoid it sometimes or you know it's uncomfortable because we don't feel like we have enough right or we don't feel like we can be abundant if we're budgeting or like not spending on something right so when she wrote that it was so beautiful because I then started to look around in my life and think yeah you know living within my means is a form of self-love Living within my means is a form of self-care. It's putting, it's showing up for myself. It's showing myself that I have financial integrity, that I, I deserve to feel financially safe. So therefore living within my means gets me there. Does that make sense? Just that little shift. And it's like this empowerment thing. Like, yeah, bitch, I can live within my means. Like, sorry to anyone that, you know, can't, have that type of willpower control like I am the type of person that lives within their means and is able to feel joyful within that and knows that that's enough like that's the type of person I want to be not this person that's like oh I'm just gonna avoid it and you know I'm gonna live above my means and I'll figure it out later and I'll be whatever and I I don't know I just when I read that I've been trying to work on the shift of of that it's so subtle but instead of viewing expenses or budgeting as lack, seeing it as this joyful 
beautiful thing that's actually very empowering. Like I am setting myself up for success. That I don't know, it's very subtle, but that's that's been something that I've been working on and and shifting in my mindset. Um and then the sexuality guys, uh I don't have too much to report other than I've been just um you know, I got Come As You Are, the book. Everyone has been recommending it. I'm going to start it after this money book. But I have just been trying to the same way with money or same way with eating right or same way with anything that you're working on. You have to insert it in your life more, right? You have to have you have to prime your brain to be triggered by it. So, you know, that's how habits form. That's how that's how behaviors change, right? Like it needs to be present in your life. Right now, sex for me is not something I think about all the time. And so I need to make it a habit of thinking about it. So what does that look like? Like listening to a Dipsy story or a podcast that's like kind of sexy or reading romance novels. I mean, I do that all the time. So it's just about consuming more content around the topic so that my brain starts to think in that way. But you could do this for anything that you're working on, right? Like if you're trying to eat healthy, listen to podcasts about nutrition or inspiring, you know, people who are health coaches or whatever the case is. If you're trying to work on money, listen to podcasts that inspire you about money or money, money mindset. So I, I don't know why I didn't think about that in the same realm as sex, right? I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to like a sexy podcast during work. Like that's weird or, but it's like, no, if this is something I'm working on and want to be put in the mindset more and more, then I have to be listening to content and consuming content that relates to that topic. So try to try to pick, you know, the areas that you're you're trying to work on and see if you, like what kind of stuff are you listening to or reading or, you know, are you inserting it at least once in your le- in your day? Like you it's repetition, guys. Like this needs to be something that's just it's not just going to pop up out of nowhere, right? You have to be thinking about it constantly and um, podcasts and reading help with that, you know? Um, Okay. So I want to talk about one thing that I've been obsessed with. You guys probably already know him and I don't know how the fuck I have not discovered him until now. There's this comedian called Matt Reif. And you're probably like, yeah, dumb ads. Like he has 15 million followers on TikTok, like biggest comedian that's like around right now. I don't know what happened, but I just discovered him and I can't stop. Like I have watched every single bit that he has posted. I am utterly obsessed with him. Obviously he's super cute. Like that, there's no denying that. But he's so funny. He does crowd work uh, unbelievably. And I am enamored. I am smitten with this man. Uh, oh my gosh. Like if you don't know who I'm talking about, you're going to have so much fun right now searching him and just giggling your little tushy away. Like I, oh my gosh, I'm like so excited to go back tonight and just like rewatch old stuff of his. It He's so good. So that's some, something I've been really obsessed with. I wanted to talk about threads. Oy. So you guys know that I'm a known Twitter hater and I just can't anymore with another platform but 
if there were to ever be another platform, this was like the most smart, (laughs) the most brilliant decision by Instagram to be able to bring over all your followers so that you don't start from scratch. Like that is fucking brilliant, especially as someone that is creating um, a consumer social app with Camber. That is one of the biggest hurdles you'll get is the onboarding and people having to start from scratch to build an audience or build a following. It's so fucking hard and it's hard to convince people to do that on new platforms. And the tricky part is like Instagram doesn't allow you to use their API for like external apps. So yeah, if I would 100% do that if like you could go onto Canva and just have all your Instagram followers, of course. And they just have obviously a monopoly not a monopoly, but you know, they're one of the biggest social platforms. So they know that they could just bring over the audience. Just so brilliant, especially from someone who's been trying to build a social consumer app. It's, you know, you just uh, hats off to you. You know what I mean? Hats off to you, Zuck. Oh God. Let's edit that out because just kidding. But, um, I don't actually mean that. Anyways, uh, I'm going to be on it, I guess, for Camber, but that's that's pretty much it. I can't I, I can't do another platform, guys. It's 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 enough. It's too much. But apparently people are really funny over there. I mean, that's what people say about Twitter. But I was obviously on the wrong side of Twitter. I was on like VC and tech Twitter, which is probably the worst side of Twitter to ever be on. So I'm ha- I'm hoping that Threads is more about my followers and people I actually enjoy. <laughs> so they might be a little different, which is great. And then let's talk about Quickly Speak Now TV. Um, love it. You know, I I think she sounds so, so, so different. It it's the first album where I could like really, really notice a different difference in her voice. And it's hard because I, I completely support her re-release and these re-recordings and it's so important to her as an artist and I hundred thousand percent support it. But it's like the OG songs are that way for a reason. Like her voice is, was that way for a reason, even if it might not have been as good or it's not as mature, like that, those are artifacts. Like speak now is an artifact. And so it's weird to re record an artifact with such a different voice that it doesn't feel like she's that young 18 year old anymore, you know? So I have some like conflicting thoughts about it because it's, it's, it takes away the innocence or the the teenage angst of it all of speak now I don't know so and I love foolish one oh my god oh wow when I listen to that song it like pierces me but it's it's a good listen of course I think um yeah I think it's just very different and I yeah, I just have conflicting thoughts about it, but obviously love you, Taylor, like did it again. The bitch did it again. She is, she is it. She is the music industry. You guys like did it again. Love it. Okay. Whew. Um, I think that's it guys. Like this is a long one. Okay. 
just quickly, if you love Camber, which hopefully if you're listening to this, you do. Um, we just I've talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I feel like I've been talking about it forever, but the thing that I was super scared to do with the vlogs and the this, like it's finally out, the TikTok series. And it's on Camber's TikTok. So if you go to Camber app on TikTok, there's a little tab that says series, and then you'll see the series. You get all five of the videos in the series when you uh, purchase it. And it's basically me with all my favorite creators and they're taking me to one of their favorite places in Los Angeles. And it's a surprise. So I have no idea where we're going and it's kind of like carpool karaoke. It is so silly and great and fun. And I think it's such a good watch. And if you live in LA, it's fun to see all the places. And and we talk about a lot of different LA places. So, um, I hope you enjoy that and I hope you enjoy your weekend. Have so much fun. I love you. This was so fun to catch up with you and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 